Moore, and you really don't. Welcome to my show. Thank you. You're Thank you welcome. so much for having me. I'm so happy to have you like in my house. Like, I immediately had this like happy energy. So it's so good to have you here. Thank you. I've been so excited about this. Yes. I know we've been trying to we've do this for a long this. time. We've been yes. Doing this for quite some time, and the universe finally aligned. Yes. Here we are. So well, exciting. I like, wanted to get right into it because seriously, we were talking offline before we started, you know, reporting about home life and how crazy things are. And I'm like, listen, I have one and like thinking about two in the future. And I'm like looking at you and I'm like, oh my gosh, you have four and like you're killing it. Like, tell us a little bit about you for my audience that doesn't know you. And then like, we'll get into it. Okay. So yes, I am a mama of four. Um, and I'm so proud of that. I have two boys and two girls and they're amazing. Um, I'm a musician. I am a country artist, actually, and I was born and raised up in Canada, and I moved out to L.A. when I was about 19, and I came out to L.A. to pursue, ironically, acting and singing. Like, serious, right? <laughs> and um, decided acting really wasn't my thing, didn't really want to do it, um, but Music was always in my heart, and I've continued to do that. So good for you, and you've been like so successful with it, and like your music is incredible. Like I've listened. I also love country, so Yay. I, I love your vibe. But like, I just think you're so talented, and then like what you're blogging, like you know, the fashionable side of you, and like what they're like with your, you know, performing and all the different things that you do. Like I think that's so cool. And then you also share your real everyday day life and like struggles of being a mama of four, and the triumphs and all those, which I think is so great because we use that right. Like we talked about this. And offline, but like Instagram, everybody's like, Oh, wow, you have this life, and you're a mom of four, and you're a musician, and you go to Nashville, and you travel, you do this, and you do that. And it's like, Well, it's a highlight reel, you have no idea, like, yep, like what goes down. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because you're telling me earlier, you're in a little bit of a funk lately. Yeah, Instagram and I have a love hate relationship, <laughs> I have to say. Um, but I have been, it's like when you have to constantly be posting, sometimes you don't feel like it, and honestly, lately. I would rather put a story out there and show what is going in, on in my life that day and what's happening versus me finding a photo, put up a photo, think of a caption, <laughs> and hope I get some, right. yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, and there's, and first of all, algorithm, yes, yes. Instagram is constantly changing everything yeah. to make it extra difficult, but it's just, it becomes very stressful. It's like a job, like, oh, one of those things that doesn't make me happy all the time. Well, Yeah. And also being on, like, I will sit there and I'm like, what do I want to say? And unless it's like flowing from me, like, I don't want to post it because I'm like, I am just, it just happened. It's not what I want it to be. Now uh -huh. folks and creation, no, that's not what I was trying to say. And you just sit there and you're like, can I just write no caption? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you sound just like me. Yeah. That's exactly. You want it to be authentic, as authentic as Instagram can be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because it does come across as being like, oh, the perfect life and everything's great. But some people, we know in reality, nobody has a perfect life. No. And this is a business and, you know, I'm an artist, so I have to put stuff up there that's showing what I'm doing, what's going on in my life. Yes, I'm traveling to Nashville. Yes, I'm making music. There's a lot that goes into that. I'm still juggling a household of kids, my husband, and a life. Yeah. And I don't wake up every morning with someone doing everything for me. It's like I have to yeah. do things for myself. And every good for you for saying that because I think, too, a lot of times because of the highlight reel and because of, like, being in the public eye and everything you do, people do assume you have people helping you all the time and someone must be there doing this with the kids or must be there helping you with this with the household. And it's, no, the reality is, like, I'm the one who's in it. I'm the one who's putting 
still hard, still doing everything. And yes, every now and again, have help, but not all the time. No, and I also, for me, and there's no judgment yeah, to any moms sure. out there at all with this, but I want to be involved with my kids. You know, I want to be the one that is, you know, I can't always take them to school or always pick them up. But obviously, if I'm around, I want to be able to do that. There's a window of time that you get that time with your kids. And it happens so fast. Then all all of a sudden, they're driving and you're not in the car with them. You can't ask them the questions. You can't have those conversations with them. So I really value that um, because now my oldest is 21. And you look, by the way, like dawned and amazing. You're so cute. You're so cute. You're so cute. But you know, and I and I love being a mom, and that's the most important job for me at the end of the day. But there's a lot that goes into that, a lot of juggling, and like you said, I have a blog, yeah. and there's a lot that goes into that. Um, and so it's I'm being pulled in 20 different directions and trying to balance my time and manage everything, and it's tough sometimes. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, not sometimes, a lot of times. I know. I was like, I was venting to you, like you switched your time around today for me because Amelia didn't want to nap tonight, and then we're just recording. And luckily, because we live you know, close by, and also like being a mom before you were like been stressed. I get it. Yes. I remember the nap days, and I'm like tripping out, running around in circles, trying to like get everything together, and you were like. And I just have to say, like, thank you for giving me that grace because I think so many times I'll just do that for ourselves, stress ourselves out, and we get ourselves in these seasons yep. where we are expecting A, B, and C done, and then something changes in motherhood, and you're like, oh, never mind, that's not happening. And you're harder on yourself. I appreciate that you were like, hey, don't even worry. Like, I'm not stressing here in a little bit. Do what you do. And I was like, you know what? We as moms need to give, each, give ourselves grace. And right. as moms, we need to give each other grace. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's, that's life. I mean, right. things don't always happen exactly the way we want. So roll with the punches. Yeah. I tell my kids that all the time. I'm like, you just got to go with the flow. Everything's not going to work out exactly the way you want it. You could have a whole schedule for the day. I got to do da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden something happens and there's a kink in your day. And instead of throwing a temper tantrum, which kids will do yeah. because they're like, ah, <laughs> you know, it's like, just roll with it. You've yeah. got to be, you got to let it go. Right. Just let right. it happen. Yeah, and that's such advice. And it's so good you teach your cat because I'm trying to teach my cat because I used to be like, it's funny, I laugh at myself because Amelia, I'm proud. I was structured but chaotic structured. Like it was like I followed my study plans right. their crazy stuff. Somehow that was a schedule right. that worked and I just like went with it and figured it out and it was like no big deal. And then she came along and it was like, whoa, okay, I'm really not structured. I really don't go with the flow at all. I'm so like type A, which I had no idea I was. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to release all. And I feel like I kind of started with my birth was like what I, what I was going to be and not what I wanted. Right. Like, oh, wow. Universe was like, hey, <laughs> it's not going to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like good that you say that and you reach that because I think that's so important. Because we, I feel like for me, that was my first lesson learned was reality. <laughs> reality. Yes. Like, it's not going to be what you Yes. Be. No, it's true. And kids teach us that. Yeah. They teach us a lot of that. I mean, once you have a child, you do learn about structure. If you want to give your child a little structure, right. you have to structure yourself. Like some of us do really well in chaos. I am one of those people that kind of I felt like I did good in chaos. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, oh, but we're used to the chaos and we think that's normal. Actually, it's not necessarily the normal way to live. It's it's healthy to have some structure. It's healthy to have some boundaries on things. And isn't that funny how your kids teach that? Yeah. Like she's having a healthy day because she's eating and she just needs me and it's like 
she's not even letting me do my email. And I have to, like, surrender and give in and be like, okay, I guess I'm not getting it and be okay with it. And I'm be okay with it. That. You know, I'm still learning that to yeah. be okay with it. I'm still learning how to, like, okay, I didn't get the she needed. And it's like, I have to give myself, like you said, like, give myself that grace and be like, yeah. And it'll be okay. Right. And that's, I think that's the most important lesson in all of it is mm-hmm. telling yourself it's going to be okay. I didn't get this done today, but it's still going to be there tomorrow. Right. Going to be okay. Nobody got hurt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have to, I remind myself of that all the time. Mm-hmm. Nobody's hurt. Everybody's okay. Okay. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That's something that we have to tell ourselves right. probably every day. Yeah. You know what? Oh, well, you see, I'm a seasoned mama, but I feel like I'm still learning so much and I'm still like making my own mistakes. But, you know, I think communication is really important. You know, we know our kids. If you have a child that's always outgoing and all of a sudden they're kind of quiet, usually that means something's going on. I think communication and talking to your kids on a daily is so important. And I ask questions. Like, I don't understand sometimes even all the social media, you guys. It's like changing, like, on a daily. And my 14-year-old, I can ask him, and he's like, oh, mom. And he'll, like, explain it to me. But it gets him talking to me. And it shows that I'm interested in maybe something he's interested in. And you have that communication. So I think... Trying to establish communication with your kids is super important. And to be honest with them, a lot of things going on in life right now. Um, look at all of you young moms having kids right now. There's a lot that's being thrown at you that it's going to be hard. You know, I think it's been hard raising my kids and I'm still raising them in this generation. But there's so many things that are happening on the daily. I have a hard time watching the news because it puts me in such a funk and such a depression that I can't really watch the news. Then I'm behind because people say, oh, did you hear about the hurricane that hit the Bahamas? I'm like, what? (laughs) What? You know, you know, so it's like and then I'm like having to, you know, get in check. But I think it's just important to, like I said, communicate. And no matter what choices our kids make, you just have to love them. That's our job as a parent. No matter what, we may not agree with everything that they do or the choices they make, they're going to make mistakes. We all have and we all continue to. we got to have grace with our kids. Mm -hmm. But you need to just love them, you know. And when you remember, like, back when they were younger and, like, having to love them through the harder of, like, not maybe not harder because everyone says, like, my daddy was just, like, small kids, small problems. Big Big kids, big problems. Yes, I say it all the time. Yeah, but it's like, but, like, I guess the small problems, right, like what I'm dealing with Amelia being, like, quote, unquote, toddler, which is really (laughs) But, like, a baby that, like, you know, is constantly, like, needy right now, constantly, like, yeah um so I will tell you that was very hard for me I wasn't until the older I got and the kids were a little older that I started seeing that because I remember my oldest he was obsessed with Barney back in the day and he never wanted to sleep to get him to sleep I had to nap with him I had to lay down with him. So every day was like, really? And I'd have things to do. And I would be frustrated with the fact that I had to take a nap with him. Looking back, I'm so grateful that I had that time with him, you know? And so I, I think just realizing sometimes, you know what? We have to just 
do for our kids go of everything else at the time. And when my second came along, she was easy as could be. Wow. She she soothed herself by sucking her thumb. Uh-huh. She didn't need a pacifier. She would take her nap. She'd go to bed easily. My oldest just was hard. Yeah. And it taught me a lot of lessons, though. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I learned more as he got a little bit older that, you know what, just enjoy this time because yeah. I would get frustrated, I think, yeah, a lot. Of course. You know? Read, read, read. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. I'm so happy you love the book. Yeah. But like, do I cut this off? And I get frustrated because it's like, I'm like, okay, it's really nap time now. Now push this way longer than like what was originally your supposed nap time. Really time for you to go down. And she's like, well, and I get frustrated. But it's then I try to check in myself and she wants one book. But it's like, where do you find that line where you're like, okay, I need to get things on. She also on time. And I'm feeling guilty because I'm looking at my phone going, okay, I have all these things on. Right. Because I am a working mom and a full time home on time. So I've got yes. both things going on. Yeah. But I also want to be present for her. But I feel like, okay, you should be wanting to take a nap now. So, like, now I'm getting frustrated with you. And I start to get frustrated. I was like, oh, yeah, for a nap. And I notice I can't. Right. And then I get upset with myself because I'm like, you baby, she doesn't understand. You're getting it. Your schedule is not what, you know what I mean? So, I very much in the last few months. Well, but I will tell you this. They are smart. Mm-hmm. They're so smart. And they do know, like, oh, mommy's trying to get me down for a nap. So, yeah. I'm going to do everything I can. Um, so, in a situation like that, I would start doing stuff like, okay, it's nap time. When you wake up from nap, we're going to like read this book. Or if she has a favorite treat, maybe right. it's like a cookie or something. Right. When you wake up from your nap, you get your cookie. Right. You know, right. something to just kind of like they understand, oh, it's nap time. And you know what? If you give them an, an incentive every time they take their nap <laughs> and they wake up, who cares? Right. You know, it gets right. them into a routine. And yeah. eventually, yes. Yeah. All that. So I was kind of really lucky that like she did all that. I mean, of course I helped her, but like she overall did it and transitioned well and didn't really fight it. So in these last few months, like especially in the last month or so, she's really been so needy and so clingy and wanting that. And I'm just going on. Like I'm doing everything. Yeah. Else. Why are we not getting the same result? I think that's what it is in my brain. Right. It's like I'm doing everything that I've always done. Why is this not equaling that? And that's right. where my frustration is. Right. And, but we also have to remember they're changing too as they're getting a little, you know what I'm saying? So all these, they start transitioning, you know, um, into their own little people. They are born the way that they're born. They truly are. Like I, I see that every four, every one of my kids, the four of them, they're all so different, so different, different personalities, everything. It's crazy because they are born with those personalities. Oh, yes. Yes. So my oldest daughter, she did acting and she still does do it right now. Um, and she was always my easygoing child, easiest. You know, she wanted to dance and act and do everything she could. And she was overscheduled. I knew she was overscheduled. And I remember one day she had a breakdown. She just started crying. She was probably 10. And I looked at her. I'm like, what's wrong? She's just like, I just can't do it all anymore. And I was like, okay, we need to like step back. You don't need to take, you know, 20 hours or whatever, dance a week. You know, it was like, so it was like, but it was like interesting because her personality was always like, she'd just go with the flow, Mm -hmm. just whatever, whatever, whatever. Oh, you have an audition today at three o'clock. Okay, mommy. You know, everything was just... You know, where my oldest was 
no. Like, it's not like he was easygoing to an extent, but he wasn't afraid to be like, I'm not doing that. I'm not. It's like, I'm telling you, it's time to go to bed. I don't care. It's like, are you kidding me? You know, like, so it's just, you know, it's, you know, they all just have these different personalities. My, my middle one, my uh, daughter, that's 16 right now. She's very strong minded. And um, she's always been that way ever since she was a baby. Like very, very strong. She is straight fire. Yeah. So she was, she's always been that way and she still is, but she's also softy. She's very compassionate. She never wants to hurt anyone's feelings, you know? And then you go to my youngest who is, it's his way or the highway. He was one of those kids that if I, if he did something and I said, you need to apologize, he'd say, nope. I'm like, you're going to sit in your room until you come out and apologize. He would sit in there for hours. He would not say sorry. It like, like who does that? I'm like, and he's still kind of very, he's very sweet. He's a Leo, but he's very strong. Leos are very strong personality, but they're also lovers. They're very sweet. So he has both of those, but I'm like, geez. So it's like all those personalities. So like I said, I just got to love them all. No, people say, who's your favorite? I'm like, I don't have a favorite, but on certain days, depending on who's being the best, that's my favorite child that day, you know? Yeah. And accepting them for the way they are. You know what I'm saying? And we all have our pros and cons, you know, but we should never try to change our kids to be what we want them to be, you know, or for them to feel like they're being judged, you know, because I think that's a big thing. Even as a child, like a toddler, they can feel if someone is judging them. So if if another child were to say, like, why are you wearing that? Right. Immediately, they're going to be like, what? What's wrong with what I'm wearing? Right. At two years old. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's, I think, kids at all ages, even as adults, nobody no, likes, to, nobody no, wants like to feel them. judged. Right. And so I think if you can make sure that with your kids you're supporting them, where they don't feel like they're being judged, even when they're not doing what maybe we want them to do, mm-hmm. that you can grow confident children. You know, yeah, you have four amazing thank like, you. They're thriving, like they're all too much. Like, too, they're seriously like, Austin and I talk about, you know, like down the road, like how many kids we want. We're not exactly sure. And it's like, it's crazy because some days I'm like, oh, two, and that's it because like that's a lot of work. And then other days, like I see moms like you and others, and I'm like, wow, that's so nice to have family. And like they do figure it out, even though it is hard. And like, oh, it's like I have those moments where it's like I'm torn over. You like, figure it out. Yeah. You do. Right. You know, that's how you, feel. You, just you figure it out. Yeah. So let's go to your, yes. you're doing so much. You got back from I did. I was in Nashville. So how was that? What were you doing in Nashville? Nashville was great. So I've been going back to Nashville for almost a year now, like every month for about a week. And um, so I went out there. I shot a music video Woo-hoo! for a new single that's going to be coming out so soon. Exciting. So I'm very excited about that. Yes. Um, I was writing. So I've been writing, 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 going to Nashville and doing that. Um, I'm getting ready to put like an EP together. Ooh, so, so that's kind of, so this last trip, I did a few more co-writes. Um, now I'm going to go through all this music that I've been writing and kind of figure out which ones are going to make it. Amazing. So, which is hard. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah, you're very creative. When you work on your song, does a lot of it come from your everyday life? Like, where do you get your inspiration? Like, you have a lot, and it is hard to hide. Like, how does that all kind of... So, yes, there are definitely 
a lot of songs that I write about that are experiences in my life or past experiences, but I also write about things that are going on that maybe I've witnessed with friends or, you know, other people around me or stories I've heard, Mm -hmm. you know, so you never know, you might be in one of my songs. (laughs) 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 Um, But I also just, I have ideas, like I'll be driving, seriously, I drive the freeways a lot and (laughs) I will literally have an idea and I'm like, oh, that's great. I don't text and drive. I don't, but (laughs) I will, but I, but I literally will use Siri and put it in a note, like song idea. And I write it down, you know, or sometimes I'm talking to somebody Uh and they'll say something like this last trip. Um, I was in the middle of a co-write and one of the guys, he said something. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is a great title for a song. And we ended up writing the song. So I'm always listening to what other people are saying because you never know when a song idea comes out. That's awesome for you. It's truly interesting everywhere. And you're not just your book. No, it's everywhere. Yep. Yep. And I also like to um, really inspire. So really a lot of my music too, I feel like I try to write songs that are empowering songs, mm-hmm. you know, to help people, whatever you're going through something difficult in your life, that this song, if you heard it, that it would actually put a smile on your face and make Aww. you feel good. So, because for me growing up, that's what music did for me. I lived on a I farm. Yes. Yes. And it's like, I feel like a lot of us, or at least that little bit different generation, like really had that going up. Yeah. Like whatever music it was, but like we felt like music and like find that inspiration and inspiration that helped us. And maybe I'm going to do myself bold, but like most music now, no. I don't feel like, like for most things I listen to, I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, I don't get that same inspiration. So I love that you're doing that and trying to like console because I feel like that was music was created. I agree. I, I mean, so for me, I'm like, okay, I want to make music way that I heard music mm-hmm. and when I say the way I heard it it's what message is in that song what is gonna what's gonna um inspire somebody what's gonna help somebody I mean you lose a loved one you know there's so many songs out there that you can listen to that can touch you that you're like oh my gosh it, it makes you feel better yeah. so you know when I was like sitting in my bedroom on the farm and I was listening to all <laughs> kinds of music you know I would listen to music that just inspired me whether it was Wilson Phillips I loved Wilson Phillips you know but I listened to everything from you know Elvis Presley I I mean you know um Paul Anka um you know I listened to I mean a lot of stuff was what my parents listened to so I you know it was kind of like that just was innate in me Mm -hmm. but then as I got older I found my own music and eventually I actually found country music kind of on my own you know So, you know, same thing. We used to drive the back roads and the yeah. trucks and listening <laughs> to the country music. And I think it was, I think I heard Garth Brooks for the mm-hmm. first time. So that would have been like in the 90s or something. Yes, we, we. Like I knew obviously like you wrote country, but I didn't know like you had a, like a real love. Because you know, I feel like some artists yeah. like, write one genre. But yeah. I don't necessarily mean that's what they went 
and like what they love. Now that I know this, I'm like, no, we so do. No, I, and I was like, who is this guy, you know? And I loved his music. And then I started listening to like Reba McIntyre. So it was like, then all, you know, but there's so many great artists or whatever. Um, And so when I moved out to LA though, I was doing pop music. So I've done pop music for the last like 10 years. And it's been in the last few years that I was like, you know what? Country music is really what I wanted to do. Um, but living in L.A., it was kind of hard to find those people who could help me help me with that. And all my songs, even my pop songs, we turned into a country song. So, you know, so I know it's all in the writing. It's about what you write about. So um, I just said I jumped into it full force right now. And I'm like, I'm doing this. This is what I want to do. And it's me. It feels so authentic. It feels it. It just feels like, you know, it just flows. Yeah. So, so was that true when you came out here and then I was like, you said you got in, you got your backing on them, you're like, never mind. And then we're like, okay, I'm going to get into music because I like passionate about what we've done. Was that hard for you? Obviously, it was hard to mention, but hard for you to kind of follow, like, I'm going to talk because that's kind of like what's popular and trendy here. Right. It was because I did talk to a lot of producers about country and they're like, if you want to do country music, go to Nashville. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I can't just like up and leave yeah, for Nashville right now. I mean, so um, I was like, you know what? It's fine. Um, Because when I originally started doing music, I wasn't writing. So I had a producer that said, you need to write your own music. And I was like, okay. He's like, I'm going to put you with writers. And I started writing. And I realized the writing has been so therapeutic for me. I think that's one of the reasons why I love writing so much is because it's therapy for me. It really is. Yeah. It's therapy, you know, so find things that are therapy for you. Um, So I I love that. So the writing doesn't change. It just gets better, obviously, in time. And so I feel like me jumping from pop into country, it's fine because a lot of my stuff still, it's a story. No. So it wasn't as hard. It wasn't hard in the sense, like, people discouraging it first. Right. Because, like, that was something you want to do. But the actual, like, music of it and what you were kind of moving right. through to create it already had written. You were able to go over Yeah. I, f- I feel like that. The only thing is, is the country world is a very tight-knit community. Yeah. And so, for me, you know, I, I'm coming from L.A. and going into Nashville but really, I'm an L.A. transplant. I'm a Canadian girl who grew right. up on a farm. Yeah, and so in Alberta, Canada. Wow. So tiny little town yeah. called Vauxhall, population of like a 1,000 people. <laughs> and my parents are still on the farm I grew up on, wow. you know. And so for me, it's like I go to Nashville, but they know I'm Canadian too. I'm like, I'm a Canadian. And they're like, we love Canadians. <laughs> and they know I'm this small town girl who right. grew up on so this farm. No, and so I I connect with people on that level, which I think is important, and I want to be able to. Yeah. So, um, but that's your personality too. Like when we first met, like a few yeah. years back, like that's how you were with me. Like the first time, like I met you, like you're a very warm, like welcoming, you know, soul, and like connect with people and like on an authentic level. And I appreciate that. About Thank you. you. Because being also not from LA and being from New York and not here for nine years, like it's hard to find people like that. Right. And it's hard. Like I say this to a lot of people in the industry. Like don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people I love in the industry, but I've met a lot of people like who aren't the nicest or who aren't the most welcoming right. or very much the L.A. world and they right. don't want to feel a certain way. That's hard. No, it is. And listen, I... I, I feel like I've brought this with me. It's been ingrained in me since I was a kid and the way I grew up. Um, I will treat everybody with respect. You know, treat everybody the way that you want to be treated. And believe me, I'm the same way. It's like in this industry, you meet so many people that think they're 
better than yeah, you or they the think, ego. you know, it's the egos and stuff. But there's always something that happens that kind of knocks them off of okay. that. And, you know, it's like you want to remember who who did you treat bad? Why, why would you even want to remember who have I tr- treated bad in my life? You want to remember that you were a good person, that you treated everybody good. And so, you know, even when someone's not being nice, and believe me, I get that <laughs> a lot. Um, even when someone isn't being nice, it's like I'm going to smile and I'm going to be kind right. because what are they going to say about me? Right. Oh, she was nice to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. If that's, yeah, if that's the worst thing that they can say about me, great, you know, great, you know. Good for you. That's hard to do, you know. I feel like for me, you know, being in this industry, I'm like the body styling side and then getting into the B-side. Yeah. I really feel like at one point, I got kind of thin and I got into the graphic world of Hollywood and started like, you know, just like changing, like kind of molding the people I was around. Right. Things that weren't really necessarily me and, you know, I I was always sweet, but I was more like, I let the ego get to me a little bit more and hang out with those kinds of people. Right. Right. Yeah. Kind of thing. And it was like, I didn't realize, you know, I was then kind of sucked in until you know, I kind of, you know, until I got pregnant and kind of came and it was like, oh, wow, like you kind of really weren't in the right space for a minute there. And like you were putting your family and your friends on the and, right. you know, like you weren't um, present for life they should be. And even though you were being kind to everyone, you just weren't being yourself. Right. As I own it, like being kind to myself yeah. by being around the right people and, you know, having like good people around me that like I can align with, but also have that same girl. And for me, like it, that was hard for a while. Well, first of all, kudos to you because that's great. First of all, that you recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, that you are realizing, you know, I want to surround myself around good people. Right. I want to surround myself around people that have that same high vibe energy yeah. that I have. Um, you know what? I think it's very easy to get caught up in the whole LA scene. I think I think most people probably do, including myself. You mm-hmm. you end up being around, you know, very famous people. Mm-hmm. You get into certain circles. I think we can all get sucked in. But at the end of the day, like you said, when you had Amelia, everything comes full circle and you start realizing what is important. All this other stuff is fleeing. Fame, fortune, all that stuff, health mm-hmm. is fleeing, mm-hmm. you know. Your family, your friends, your friends that are like have your back or there for you. You know, those are the things you got to be thankful for, you know, and, and I'm going to throw health in there too, because yeah. our health is okay. like everything, you, you, you know, it's, yeah. it, that's everything. So for you to realize that are right now, I mean, I know women that are in their fifties and older that, you know, forties that don't realize that right. still, no, do you know I what I'm saying? Right. To give Justin, and then I'm having to give my family and friends because I'm empty, and I've given them completely, and then really at the end of the day, like where are they? And it comes to me back to me. I don't that right. People. Like right. They use me and they move on. You know, yes, I have a group of clients, but like other than that, move on because that's what we're talking about. In the yes. Industry, it's, just like it's a cycle. cycle mm-hmm. that's just over. Right. The ones that you think are your friends, yeah. you think that they are going to be yeah, there, nice. but something better comes along, uh-huh. and they're like, bye bye. Yeah. And I think you know. Um, most importantly, you do need to give back to yourself because I always say like a happy wife or, you know, makes yeah. a happy home, a happy mom, a happy, because you have to fill yourself first before you can keep giving out, right. you know, yeah. um, if you're feeling empty because you're just giving, 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 and you're not getting anything in return, you're going to be burnt out. 
you know, that brings us what unhappiness, depression, all kinds of things. So you have to do things for yourself that are going to fill you, you know, fill your cup. And then you're able to give to everybody else. Be careful who you give to. That's the one thing I've learned is I'm kind of like a sponge. I like give out all my good energy to everybody. I give, 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 give. And this is something I'm working on myself. Not everybody deserves to get from me. And so it's now taking me how many years to really realize that, you know what? Certain people that don't deserve that, you can be kind to everybody and nice, but you don't need to give of yourself. I don't need to go out of my way for someone who would never do it for me. I should be doing that for my husband or my kids or my dear friends that I know would do anything for me. And I, and I don't do it for somebody to expect something in return. Mm-hmm. But I think what the problem is, you give, 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 and you never get anything back, right. then, you're, then you're depleted. Yeah. And that's like so, early on. yeah. You do. And it's like you don't want to look at it and go, I'm giving this to return. But you do hope, like, in some shape or like, if I keep giving, are going to give back because, like, that really is what you're supposed to be Yes, so yes, yes. So it's, like, very discouraging and very depleting. And you don't yes. And for me with this history, that was something like, and, like, I've had to appreciate that you said that about, you know, like, learning, like, giving versus giving. My mom's, too, is, like, you know, like, I'm sure some of you, like, I get texts from people all the time, constantly, like, this, and da, da, da. Yeah. Still. And I've had to, like, not only draw a boundary, but to, like, how am I, how do I be giving questions? Right. How do I give a quick answer without getting too heavy? Into right. It's, it's having those boundaries. And that's the other thing. I have to be very careful about my music. I do not share with everybody. When people ask me questions, I will give some people a very detailed yeah. answer of what's going on. Other people get very little right. because that's, I have to protect that. That's part of me. And yeah. the people that I don't feel have their best interest for me, I can't share th- those things with them because yeah. you feel that negative energy. And that's the same with you. You can't, you have to pick and choose who you're going yes, to give information. Yes, because that's that's your baby. That's yeah. you know, you know, another part of your baby. Right, exactly. You know. But you have to protect that. And so I've learned that the hard way, but I'm learning it and um I'm grateful for that lesson and yeah. I do now. I just you know, because you feel guilty. Yes. There's this part of me oh. I'm feeling guilty that I'm not giving all the information, but then I'm like, But they don't really care at the right. end of the day. Yeah, they're, they're in coming to me to check something Yeah. And and their interest isn't their best interest isn't for me. Right. You know. Yeah. How do you like, how, I, like? I guess, like you said, like it's a lesson in things you've learned. Like, how, how do you draw those boundaries? Like, as you know, someone who is in the public eye, and and you know, as a communication, and again, being a mama and having a husband, and all these things. Like, how do you draw those boundaries like in life and with your family? Because that is an also too. What I'm learning, and I feel like a lot of listeners also like probably are also in their own life or draw boundaries. Because that guilt does get in. And yeah. That feeling of like, oh, am I being a bad person, or, or am I being selfish? And finding that middle, it's something I'm still. Well, I think for me. um, I started meditating. I do meditate a lot, um, which has helped me with anxiety. It helps yeah. kind of like, you know, it does. It does. And I think it's good for everybody. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, one of the big things that I, when I started going to Nashville, so I've been going there, you know, for almost a yeah, year now. I had a lot of guilt leaving the family because I never, I didn't do that, you know, but then I had to see that when I came back, I was refreshed and I felt better. I felt like I could, as a better mom, better wife, everything. Um, So I think when you are able to step back and just realize I need to do certain things for myself Mm -hmm. and be okay with it as much as you can. I mean, it's hard to be okay with it when you're feeling guilty. But you need to realize it betters you as a person. So so if it's going to better you as a person, then it's going to better the world. Yeah. Right? Right. And especially your family and everything. Yeah. You're like, you 
and I love self-help books. I'm yeah. totally into Gabrielle Bernstein. Oh, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, a, I know I'm like obsessed with her. She's like, I'm like, okay. And funny enough, my husband yesterday just said he started following Gabby on, <laughs> on Instagram. I'm like, yeah. 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 So, so, you know, I, I feel like, you know, she's so real, mm-hmm. you know, um, listening to people like that. I really feel like that's also helped me just realize it's okay for me to do some things for myself. It's yeah. okay. It, it makes me happier. If I'm happier, everybody's happy. Right. You know. Good for you. And you for taking that time and right because like it must be hard, you know, to leave basically like gone for a short period of yeah. time to go away and away from everything, but it must be so nice. So how like once you get past the mom, okay, once you get past just the getting your own to Nashville and you get in your zone, how is that for you being there on your own, you know, as as you are and kind of being Kimberly Dawn out yeah. Um, it took me a few months to kind of get used to it, yeah. you know, but now I have my people there, you know, it's like, yeah, I feel like it's a second home to me. Yeah. So, you know, I have people out there, I'm kind of getting my groove. So once I really get there, I'm able to really stay focused. I feel like my mind is clear. I'm not cluttered with like the schedules of this right. kid has to be there. That kid has to be there. There's all these things going on. I always leave with knowing that um, there's somebody there to, you know, whether it's my afternoon help or my husband's there, we both make sure that either one of us is home. Like, so if he's traveling, I'm home. If I'm traveling, he's home. So it just makes things run smoother. So once I'm there, I just, I have to tell myself I'm in Nashville now. There's nothing I can do. There's not, there's nothing I can do. They're like thousands of miles away from me right now. There's nothing I can do. And so, um, I keep myself busy. I think as long as I'm busy, I'm good, you know, but I am, I'm really in that mode there. I'm there. I'm, I'm an artist. I'm working and I'm working. I'm really working there. So I I think how busy I am there and it's a different busy when I'm in LA, it's like, I'm on a schedule with the kids and doing different, you know, Mm -hmm. but when I'm there, it's like, it's really just me. It's my schedule. It's it's Kimberly Dawn time. So, and it feels good. It really does. Once I'm like there and I'm like, yay, I'm like, I'm like, I'm here. I'm in Nashville. I'm happy. Yeah. super excited to go but yeah. I'm not gonna lie I have massive guilt about leaving I you know one and only you know 18 months old yeah. you know to go to New York City to go do me and work you know and do content and get to be out and about and looking and I'm like oh my gosh like thank god you know Justin and I have figured out like a little bit of help for it and like he's gonna be home all the time but like I'm like oh my gosh I'm not gonna be here like I feel like I don't wanna say like a bad mom but I just feel like so guilty and like oh like I already like have a moment you're having anxiety over you know what that's normal but you need to know everything's going to be okay justin's still around and and she's going to be okay and it's good for you to do that because you need to get into a stage and into a state where it's like okay i'm leaving and everything's going to be okay and you're going to come back refreshed imagine coming back and how amelia is going to be so excited (laughs) to see you so it's justin and you're just going to be in a different frame yeah. I've been, I've been, I haven't even kind of like meditate on it, like trying to calm myself down. Like it's been fine. It's only two and a half days. It's like a long yeah. time, but it's like, it's still 30,000 miles away. And like, I am going you know, on a yep. plane and flying and, you know I mean? And it's like, wow, okay. I used to do this when it was Justin and I, it wasn't a big deal. I was just describing it. Like, have you seen a few yeah. days? You know what I mean? But it's like, my gosh, I'm so aware. I'm leaving. I'm like trying to get everything together and like trying to organize and trying to like spend as much time as possible. And it's just like, I'm like, gosh, oh, it's coming soon. I'm leaving. Thursday's almost, you know, and it's like, I'm 
haven't hit a phone. I know, but listen, she'll miss you. But there's a blimp in her life that she's not even going to remember when she's like five saying, Mom, I remember you left me when I was 18 months old. You know what I'm saying? She's going to be, she's going to know like, where's mommy? Like she's going to miss you. And when you get home, she's going to be so excited to see you. But daddy's still around and he'll keep her, you know, I promise you it's all going to be okay. (laughs) And good for you for going. It is good. And you know what? It was meant to be. Yeah. You're supposed to be going. He's taking over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to look at it as like, thank you. Right. It was meant to be. I'm supposed to be going to do this for yeah. myself. Yeah. Thank you. And I feel like, I feel like, okay, the like they've sent our sour itinerary to be a whale. So like they're doing these little like touches and all these things. And I'm like, hey, once I'm there, like I'm going to like overlap. Yes. Get to like have my alley time. Yes. Have my me time. Like you said, like I pour back in myself, which I haven't been doing. Like, I am grateful for that. But I'm going to miss her so much. I'm emotional on the podcast. I know. Like, it's okay. You know, I get like, it. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, no. And it's like, I feel like one of the reasons I love being a mom, but I'm like, well, I can do that. But like, and I'm yeah. experiencing it. And even though I have moments where I'm like, gosh, you're being a little much. I've had yeah. you for how many hours? But at the same time, oh my gosh, what today? You said what words? Like, I personally, like, I just like live for them. I you get to be in the moment that. with her and experience all these right. first. And of course, my fear, but like, my anxiety is like, what's you going to do on that? She'll still do it for you for the first time. It'll still be the first time for you. So you got to. Re- <laughs> no, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, what is that going to like? You know, I know. No, but it's still hard when they're, I, I agree with you. And honestly, even when they get older, when you're leaving them, you still, as a mom, you worry. I hear this from my mom. She's yeah. like, no matter how old the kids get, worry about them. Right. Even when they're adults. Yeah. And then when they have their kids, now you got more to worry right. about. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that'll happen too, right? Right. It's right. You're like, uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know the mom guilt is so real and it's like something that we have to work on as our as moms yeah. can't feel guilty about everything I say that but I I have the same right. issues yeah, I, so I mean I still no, I still feel guilty. So like, um, my my one daughter, she's a cheerleader. So 
try to go to her games just because I want to support her. But now she'll be like, Mom, it's okay. You don't have to come. I'm like, no, it's okay. And if I can't get to an away game, I feel so bad. Like, I'm such a bad mom. I'm not there. All these other moms drove down there to go be there, and I didn't do it. But I can't do everything. And that's what you have to realize as a mom. You're one person. You can't be in five different places at one time. You can't. I know that I always said that too, if I could clone myself, but we can't be in all these different places. We do what we can do. We're present when we can be present, you know, in those moments when you can be present for the kids, that's the stuff that matters when you really can be there. You know, we're not going to make it to every little thing. Did I always make it to every dance recital, everything? No, I didn't. I tried to, but sometimes things happen. So you do the best you can do. And you have the conversation with the kids. You know, if there's something that comes up and you know I can't be there, listen, if I could be there, I'd be there. You know, I'm sending, you know, right. my best friend, you know, yeah. whatever. You right. send someone in, in place. I've done that before, too. I send, like, a proxy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sending my best friend, you know. So. Yeah. So you still have it. It's just I, a matter of work. I thing. do. I still have it. I don't know if it ever goes away. Right. It's just, like, a work in process. Yeah. You know, I mean, my oldest is 21 and, you know, it's like when I leave out of town, he still doesn't like it when I leave. Like he'll be like, why are you going to Nashville again? I'm like, I need to go work. Okay. You know, like I, I'm like, oh, okay, you're 21, you know, but you know, he's still, he still likes knowing that I'm around and if he needs anything. Yeah. It is special. Yeah. So. struggles with the triumphs with it as well and you know and I think we all need to hear that right because like again like we were saying before but it's like everyone's evil yeah yeah they just see this like pretty picture and it's like pretty preset and whatever it is yeah it's like that's how it is and it's like no there's so much messiness between all oh yeah it's like a beautiful mess right. is what it is yeah you know it's a beautiful mess. you know and it's like it's like the fact that you're able to like work through all of that and just like survive and keep everyone <laughs> you know alive and happy yeah. and thriving but still be doing you like it's natural yeah it's horrible but it's i know i see so many gosh how did they handle that today or oh my gosh like, everyone looks so happy and like everyone day out in my house you know and it's like you just like get down on you know and you said like natural so you know. oh gosh i think i think we all do like yeah. sometimes i have to get off of yeah. social media yeah. so i'm not comparing myself to everything you know um and i and i think many of us are like this you'll you'll click on a picture and then you start clicking more and it's like all of a sudden you're like rabbit hole. I'm like, what? I just wasted my life doing this. Like why? You know? And it's like, I know it's like when I do that, I'm like, okay, that's not healthy. And it's like, it's not. So no, we all have to work on that, you know, not comparing and not feeling like, no, oh, well, they're doing it better than me. No, no, it's not better. No, it's not worse or better. You know, everybody has their way of doing things. Yeah. Yes, and so you you do what works for you, yeah. but comparing I think is is you know it's something I'm working on. Yeah, I know, and I, I hear you saying that because like I realize like I I run and I too much because I'm realizing I'm like gosh like she looks amazing and like her body went exactly back to like what you know, she wanted after her birth and her child like so happy in the photo and she's doing this and she's out and about and she's here and there and I can't even get myself dressed before two o'clock in the afternoon you know and it's like I get down on myself and I have to stop doing it and I have to stop comparing and true and it's like for me I've been like unfollowing I've been cutting off like you said and yeah on all the time. sometimes I don't get on like this last few days I haven't been on because I'm just like what I haven't felt in a good headspace right 
Right. You know? And that's the thing is you have to be in a headspace to be on it. Because yes. when you're not, it that's what happens. You go down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And it and what you put you in a funk and you're no good to anybody. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The, the fact that like you just say you don't think you're not good to anyone. How do you manage I could pack yourself on there and do that but it's being on for all of us. Like what do you, like what do you or what helps you or what helps you get out of that funk and not allow yourself to go down that rabbit hole because that is something I'm trying to do. So I immediately know when I'm in a funk. So like I said to you, the last few days, I've really kind of have been in one. And um, not everyone can just sit down and meditate. And I know that. Um, I will try to meditate, but I also will listen to things that will uplift me. Whether it's turn on a video that I know, um, whether it's a Gabby Bernstein or just something of someone that is uplifting that it's like, I'll I'll watch something. I'll look up quotes. You know, I, I do things to try. I really try to shift it to, to get into a positive frame of mind because I don't like it when I feel like that, yeah, no, you know. So it's it's like, you know, you had to find those little things that will actually, like, give you a glimpse, glimmer of hope, mm-hmm. uh, make you smile, like anything like that. Yeah. So those are the things. I just try to look for positivity, whether yeah. it's quotes, like I said, you no know, right. positive pot. Do you or guided meditation? I do guided meditations. So I have a very so, meditation. yeah, I, I try. Yeah, I can't quiet my mind yet either. So it's something I'd like to work on, but that's fine. I I love the guided meditations. And so it helps me to center me because even in a guided meditation, my mind is like, oh, shoot, I have to be here in an hour. You know, oh, I got to get dressed. I got to like, yeah. Yes. So I still, you know, it's still a work in process, but it, it's it's helpful. Yeah, that's good. I'm, with you. Yeah. I'm curious, like for the kids, like because obviously it is so real. I know, like, you mostly post with girls because the ways we talk about this offline don't yeah, really want to be on social media. They don't. So you probably don't really deal with them having any kinds of social media issues. But with girls, do they also care? Like, do you deal with that with girls? For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think you've probably seen this. A lot of these young girls are posting these bikini pictures oh, of yeah. them, the swimsuit stuff. And, you know, these girls look at that and they're, like, thinking, oh, I got to look like that. Well, in reality, some of them might look like right. that. But... It has yeah. been, and I didn't know. I I didn't know about the different apps where you can make oh, a leg look thinner, and and so it's there's so many things that people can do um, that just think it it warps everybody's value of themselves, you know. And so constantly trying to tell my girls like, you're beautiful from the inside out, and you don't need to try to look a certain way or behave a certain way to try to know likes or any of that stuff and I feel like they're getting better about you know more confident in themselves but there's still that comparing themselves to somebody else you know like this person's that skinny this person you know whatever whatever it is and that's hard yeah and your girls are doing it like it must be hard for you to teach them and guide them also yeah and and it's funny because sometimes like my older daughter will text me um why did you post that <laughs> yes I get that too it's like wow everyone has to chime in and have yeah, an opinion for a while my husband had to tell all the kids if you don't want to see what mom's posting unfollow her because it wasn't that I was posting anything bad but it yeah. was just like everyone had a comment everyone right. had an opinion it's yeah, like it's like, okay, don't follow me. Yeah. I'm not posting anything inappropriate. If you don't want to follow me, don't follow me. Yeah. So it's, I deal with that too. Yeah. yeah, I deal with it too. I love my mom too. She listens to podcasts all the time. So like, the things I'll post, like they're, you know, I'm very real and raw. And there's some things that she'll are too raw. And she'll be like, that's really not appropriate. You know, she's like, I'm like, listen, 
Like yeah. I am. This is what makes me feel good. This is what empowers me and empowers others. I'm sorry I've upset you. This is what I know. So it's like I feel like we all have that. We all have family and friends. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, love them anyway. Yes. But yes. Like, that's just reality. We gotta be. We gotta, we gotta do us. We gotta yeah. Do us. So yes, I think we all get those trolls and those people out there. And I've had it. My husband's read sometimes some of the comments and he's like, this is person. And I'm like, I'm public. I have no idea who it is. And he's like, they, you know, I don't like that. They're, I said, you know what? Everyone's going to have their own opinion. There's going to be someone out there always that wants to tear you down. And they're just doing it because they're miserable. I have to look at it as try not to read them, but obviously I'm going to read them, especially if it's on Instagram and stuff. And if I see stuff, um, I have to just like send love and light to that person because they're obviously unhappy and they feel like they need to like try to tear me down or put me down. And so I'm not going to comment back. I'm not going to. And honestly, I've even left them up there. I'm like, I don't, you know, I, I can't, I can't try to, I think that would put me on, you know, in, in a rabbit hole. If I constantly am going through trying to delete every, oh, every, 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 yeah. depending on what it is. Sure. If there is something that was super inappropriate, right. then, then obviously I would remove it. Right. But, you know, if someone wants to say like, I hate your voice right. or whatever they yeah. want to say, yeah. that's their opinion. They can say whatever they want. You know, if that makes you feel good to try to tear me down and okay I know it's not making them feel good because they're in a bad space as it is so they feel like they need to do that so I mean you're in the same boat I mean you deal with being in the public eye in the public eye and people saying things and you know and listen it first started happening man it would put me in a funk oh it like it you start second guessing yourself you start thinking why am I doing this maybe I'm not good enough I mean all those negative thoughts start going through your mind and you start questioning everything but then you know realizing okay that person or these people they're unhappy they're not in a good space and they just want to try to tear me down and put me in the same space as them misery loves company you know Uh so it's you know that's kind of how I deal with it Yeah. What would you tell others that want to, you know, be successful and, and get into the business and be able to rise above all this and actually, you know, get to the top? Like, what would be what you would say about you as an artist? Well, first, I would say, um, always stay true to who you are. Don't, you know, I, I've told my kids this, especially my daughter that does acting. Your integrity is everything. You know, so don't think that you need to change for anybody. Be yourself. Um, oh, wow. And you're gonna get so many people speaking in your ear to say, do this, do that, don't do this, do th- don't do that. You need to be able to kind of discern which things, which people are really have your back and which people really don't. So um, if you know there's something that you want to do, I don't care if someone says to you, you're never going to be able to make it in the music business. You're never going to be able to do this. You need to ignore them, mm-hmm. say goodbye, Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks. It's just noise in your ear. You can do anything you want to do. And I truly do believe that. I don't care how old you are, how young you are, anything that you want to do, you can do it. And so um, if you're passionate about something, you got to work hard, though. 
You know, people think, oh, it just comes easy. No, you don't understand the years of hard work, tears, and, and tears. yes, blood, sweat, and tears. It's true. You've got to be willing to put in the work. It's not, it doesn't just, nothing just is handed to you. No, and if, it, and, and if something's ever handed to you, if you're not working hard, it's not going to last. You want to prove that you've worked your butt off to get to where you are. So I'd first say, like I said, ignore the noise of the negativity of people because there's always going to be many, many, I hear it all the time. <laughs> oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. You're going to just say, no, I can and ignore what they've said. Work hard. And, you know, anything's possible if you work hard. I truly believe that. I believe that. And I love that you said that because it's that, again, with social media and just everything with online, people think things are happening. And they yeah. And people like us. Oh, my gosh. So how do I become a second writer? How do I become famous? And it's like, again, the blood, sweat, and tears. All the work you don't see here in this pretty grid is behind this constant vehicle of the stress, the hard work, and the grind, and everything that you're being in, and the sacrifice, and everything that we're choosing to do because we're passionate. Yeah. But it is. And I appreciate you shared that because I think not everyone wants to share Mm-mm. that it is so. And they want it to look easy because the vulnerability aspect. Right, but right. it's like, that's why you're successful. That's why you can grow and evolve. Because you are saying it is hard. I keep doing it. Yeah. And I keep working good for you. Thank you, thank you. And I think you guys all need to remember, too, that nobody's going to work harder for you than you. So whenever you think, and I've learned this the hard way too, where I feel like, oh, I could have somebody else do like my social media or I can have somebody else do certain things. I've realized I can't. I have to do it. So it's me. So remember, you're going to work hardest for yourself, mm-hmm. you know. That's such good advice. I've had that so many times too where I'm like, oh, I'll have someone so and I'll get frustrated because nothing's happening. And Correct. I'm like, Wait, I was doing this like so much better. And it's like not that maybe they're not doing a job, but then they like you are going to work. So yes. That's why I say the same thing. Invest in you. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. So true. And so I always ask this question to end with any of my mamas from a show. And this is an interesting answer because you're a seasoned mama, but I always ask this question. What is your biggest, uh, I guess we'll do four. What's your most rewarding, like, answer right now in motherhood? What's your biggest pet peeve? Okay. So right now, I would say the most rewarding moment right now is really watching who my children are right now. They're very kind. So every one of them, all four of them, they are not only generous, very kind. And um, I couldn't ask for anything more, honestly, from for to have kind, loving, kind kids. You know, um, my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> oh, let me see. Um, I probably have so many. Probably when they all chime in on social media, like, <laughs> why did you post this? Why did you? It's like really, like y- they all have an opinion. When they all have an opinion, right. there you go. I love it. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. She's this little human, you know? It's so amazing. I love it. Yay. Okay. So on Instagram, it's official Kimberly Dawn. Um, and same with on Spotify. You can check me out. Stream me. Please stream me on Spotify and Apple Music too. It's Kimberly Dawn. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there any other? Oh, my blog. Yeah. If you go to official Kimberly that's my website. And on there I have all my blog. Um, and Yep, there's music up there. There's music up there. But I want you guys to subscribe to my blog, too. So subscribe to your blog. 
yeah. check out your stream on Spotify. Yes. Check out your music on Apple. And then soon you said we'll be seeing here this musical. Yeah, yeah, pretty soon. So I just shot the music video in Nashville. Um, and the song is called Nashville. So Ooh, it's. <laughs> okay, so we can look forward to Yes, okay, yes, yeah. This is awesome. Hey guys, we're Sarah and Matthew Bivens, hosts of the Doing It At Home podcast, a show dedicated to empowering stories and resources around home birth. Our mission is to normalize home birth and encourage mamas and families to be educated, supported, and empowered by their birth choices, whatever they are. You can find the podcast in Apple, Google, Stitcher, the Pod Network, and on our website, diahpodcast.com.